Blog Talk Radio. and around the world, streaming live on the internet, it's Real Estate Coaching Radio, bringing you the latest news, interviews, and secrets of the top producers. Hosted by award-winning real estate coaches, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back, everyone. This is Tim and Julie. Are you there? I am indeed. Fresh from the dentist. I didn't ask you how that go, by the way. (laughs) Well, I live to tell about it. It's all good. That's true. <laughs> good. All right, so the question is, is, do you require a follow-up visit? No, thank goodness. Oh, good. That's good. So no yuck mouth for you. Me. Excellent. Well, that's a good day, right? It's a very good day. <laughs> really. Right, so, guys, welcome welcome back. This is Tim and Julie Harris with Real Estate Coaching Radio. This is your unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make money. Listen in now and learn what it takes to get the most out of this new real estate boom. And I like to say this because it's so true, and all of you are validating this, that we are at the very beginning stages of what will surely be remembered as the greatest real estate market in our lifetimes. Yes, I'm going to say that again. The next seven to ten years will be remembered as the greatest real estate boom in our lifetime. No, I'm not saying it's going to end in tears like the last one where there's going to be a big real estate bubble. What I am saying is that all of you will be able to make up lost fortunes, make fortunes, and frankly, really make the life that you so many of you have in some ways given up on. You know, we offer free coaching calls. It's one of the ways we love to connect with you guys. The easiest way for you to connect with us directly is just go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com, freecoachingcallsforagents.com. But, you know, one of the things, recurring themes I hear on these free coaching calls, and I'm sure Julie does as well, is the fact that a lot of you guys are writing your own comeback stories. In other words, you've, you've experienced success in the past. You have made, some of you, a lot of you have made a lot of money during the real estate boom, and you want to do it again, but I hear in your voice, and I'm sure Julie does as well, and and I'm sure she's going to relate with the story of her own, that you guys lack the confidence, but more importantly, you lack the actual system to get you to where you want to be. And, you know, guys, it is so, it is more confusing now, truthfully, it is more confusing now in terms of what path to follow than it ever has been. It is insane the amount of stuff that's out there between the buying buyer leads from Zillow, Trulia, Realtor.com, Boomtown, all these other guys, to the uh, you know all these other little gimmicks that are out there right now, the illegal cold calling, you know, all these, uh, the, the idea that you could still somehow build your business solely off referrals, you know, all these types of things. Some of them are old ideas. Some of them are new ideas, but the fact is is that combined, none of those things really get you into position and being able to help others and make money the quickest. That's what's unique about the coaching system that we've developed, and when you request your free coaching call, obviously we'll tell you more about it. But in the meantime, as a lot of you get to know us, some of you are old friends. You've known us for you know a long time. You guys know we've been in the business for a couple decades now, hard to say, but it's true. Um, you know, the reality of it is, is a, a lot of you are coming back into the real estate market, or you're you're entering the real estate market for the first time, and you're not sure what path to follow. So here's what I ask all of you: when you listen to us on the radio show, when you request your free coaching call. As much as you can, which for some of you it's nearly impossible, to set your skepticism aside. 
just use common sense when you're talking or listening to Julie or myself or any of our other coaches. Listen to what we have to say and run it through your own bullshit filter. Decide whether or not what we're telling you makes sense. And nine times out of ten, you're going to say this as a result of connecting with us either on a free coaching call or from our radio show. You're going to say, why isn't anyone else telling me this? Why is it anyone else telling agents what you, Julia, and the folks that work for you are saying? And the answer is, frankly, I have no idea. I don't know why our business loves, our industry loves gimmicks. I don't know why our industry champions uh, people that don't make profit. I don't know why there's so many confusing, conflicting messages that are, you know, frankly, being broadcast from everywhere in the real estate industry, other than the fact, and this is a hard thing to say and it's even harder to hear, that nobody's looking out for you guys. The world believes, Zillow believes, I just read an interview in the New York Times with one of the founders of Zillow. Their goal, and he says this, is to basically depower the agent. In essence, make it so that you guys are no longer in control of the information to democratize. His quote was, power to the people. In other words, make it so that your power, your ability to influence decisions in your marketplace, is no longer as strong as it was. So people can just, in essence, decide to go about it on their own, and consumers can, you know, decide, you know, maybe they do or don't want to list with an agent. Maybe there'll be other ways they can go about getting their real estate information. In other words, by disintermediating you, by taking you out of the middle, they do make you slowly over time irrelevant. You will become, you know, basically somebody who will be looking back upon this incredible uh, seven to ten year real estate correction. You'll be asking yourself. Why didn't I make the most out of that? And the reason was is because you did not follow the right path. And here's the bottom line. You do have a decision. You do have to make a choice. Uh, And the choice is either to do nothing or do something that will end up with you being ideally rich. And rich is a very simple definition. A lot of you are confused about this. I was confused about this for a long time, to be honest with you. You know, is rich a full, vibrant life? Yes, is rich Having a healthy, happy family? Absolutely. But for the sake of what we do here, here's the definition of rich. Never forget this. Rich is where your money works for you, and you no longer have to work for your money. Rich is when you wake up in the morning and you have enough money coming in from passive ways that you can choose to do with the profits you make from your real estate business whatever you want to. Spend a month in Europe, as some of you do. Some of you might decide to buy a new Ferrari, as I just had a new coaching client do. Some of you might decide to donate more money to a charity or start your own charity, whatever. The point is, get to the point where you have those choices. Julie, your free coaching calls, I'm sure, is diverse as mine. Any, anything mm-hmm. popped to mind while I was just Yeah, I, I, you know, I, it's interesting. You talk about agents poised to do it right this time, the next time around. Some of, some of our listeners are brand new to real estate, but a lot of these guys, you know, they lived through the previous bubble and subsequent crash. And I'll tell you, one of my coaching calls that comes to mind is a great gentleman that lives in northwest Colorado. And what he said to me was, I want to do it right this time. And I said, well, tell me more about what you mean by that. And he said, well, you know, I spent too much last time. I believed that the boom was going to last forever. I thought I was reinvesting in my business by doing things like buying all kinds of you know, website widgets and wadgets and buyer leads and for my team, you know, that it has just since sh- uh, shrank or shrunken, whatever the proper word is for that, gotten smaller. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he wants to do it right this time. And, you know, he's still personally working through, this is why I'm not saying his name, personally working through several short sales on rental properties. 
his own home he lost. You know, he's renting, and he, he basically lost everything that he had built. And that's why he's so motivated to make the right choices, the right decisions, to be coachable starting right now. And he's now one of my advanced students. We're working specifically on building his listing inventory because that's the thing that will sustain him through this next boom cycle. And, you know, it's just nice to hear his comment was, you know, I know that I didn't lose any of my previous skill. I just need to know where to use it and how to best be efficient. And he knew he didn't have any systems, for example. So it's exciting to see agents ready to, to pounce. It is. You know, what's really exciting, what's really fun is <laughs> I ask this question all the time. Well, not all the time. I ask this probably 50% of the time on the free coaching calls I do with you guys. I ask the simple question, you know, those of you who basically made a lot of money, who maybe been in the business for 10 years, who, you know, a lot of you guys were in Florida or Miami or Arizona or Las Vegas or where the market some basically really – Some place with sand. where the market really just went through the roof during the, uh, the real estate bubble, okay, whatever you want to call it. So I ask this question, what would you do differently this time? Mm-hmm. What would you do differently if in 2001 you knew or 2000 whatever that you knew that for the next seven years or so – the real estate market was going to really go through the roof, and you had the opportunity to make all this money. And blah, 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 blah. you know what the answer is? Not just sometimes, that always. What the answer always is? You know what it is, Julie, because you asked the same question. Yep. They always say the same thing. I would have saved more money. Save more money. That's, I have never had a different answer. That's right. I would have saved more money. In other words, I would have focused more on profit. I would have focused on paying off debt. I would have focused on setting myself up so that if the real estate, no, not, not if, scratch that, erase, erase, when the real estate market goes in the opposite direction again, as it does, seven to ten year cycles from roughly 2000 to 2007, that was an up cycle, 2007 to roughly 2014, a down cycle. I say roughly, depending on your market, your mileage may vary. Now, 2014 through seven to ten years from now will be another real estate boom, followed by, guess what, another down market. So, if you know Back in 2000 or 2001, if you knew that for the next 7 to 10 years there was going to be a real estate boom where you had the opportunity to really literally make yourself rich, remember we focus on that. We're not life coaches. We're business coaches. You know, your money works for you. You no longer have to work for your money. What decisions would you make differently? The saving, the paying off debt, the accumulation of wealth, the making of passive income, all those types of things. That way when the wheels come off the wagon again sometime in the next 7 years or so, you know, that you'll you won't care. You won't care. You'll be able to say, you know what? I did what I was supposed to do. I helped the people I was supposed to help. I accumulated the wealth that I was supposed to accumulate. I am okay if the real estate market is doing the crapper. And How much better exactly. would that be this time around? I'm good. You are in I that, saved. <laughs> you are in that I feel spot relieved now. in saying it. Yeah. I know, right? Well, <laughs> you are in that spot now. Everybody listening now, you're in that position. Make the right decision this time, please. Do not make it so that you have to be wondering seven to ten years from now what the hell happened. You are in the right place at the right time. This recovery is going to really start in a big way over the next 12 to 24 months. Please, please don't fall for the gimmicks. Please stay focused. So the topic of today's radio show is, Ms. Julie? The topic of today's radio show is, if you are believing there's nothing to sell... How do you create your own inventory? How do you find inventory for all of those loads and loads of buyers that all of you guys have? All right, so we're going to take a quick commercial break so I can make myself my daily radio show mint tea, 
And when we come back, we will certainly be getting to that topic. And, guys, we're going to go through these points relatively quick. And we wrote the content for today's radio show specifically for those of you who are suffering from a lack of inventory or, as you're about to learn, the perceived lack of inventory. I'll talk to you in about a minute. Is coaching right for you? And how can I guarantee it will work for me? Chances are you're asking yourself those questions right now. I'll answer those critical questions for you in just a moment. But first, let's be honest about something you may have always suspected. You've probably always known that the nation's top 1% of realtors, you know, those millionaire agents you see on TV, they possess a secret knowledge that the other 99% of agents do not have. Where did they learn what they know? And more importantly, how did they learn how to put this closely guarded information into money-making action? It's simple. They have a coach. Not just any coach. The nation's mega millions, top 1% of the realtors know that in order to maintain their almost unfair advantage, that they must have their own personal coach. A proven, market-tested coach who has truly walked in their shoes. A coach who has worked with many of the nation's leading agents. At this point, you're probably ready to maybe try coaching. However, you don't want to be unfairly locked into a long-term ball and chain that coaching contracts can give you. It just makes sense that you should be able to try it before you buy it. Even more importantly, you want to have a coach who is the best of the best, not someone who is simply assigned to you or, even worse, has never sold real estate. Can you imagine? If this is you, I have something for you right now that is exactly what you have been looking for. For the next 48 hours, Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching is offering you a free coaching call. This is a real coaching call with a real Tim and Julie Harris coach. Now, while you are thinking about it, why don't you visit us online at freecoachingcallsforagents.com to get started. Once again, that is freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Now, let's be clear. This exclusive coaching opportunity is only available for the first 50 realtors who are stone-cold serious about their real estate business and know that in order to succeed at the highest level, they must hire a coach. So don't wait any longer. Take action now and visit us again at freecoachingcallsforagents.com to schedule your free coaching call. Again, that's freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Thanks so much. See you all soon. All right, we are back, and I'm, uh, Julie is going to jump right in for the notes that we prepared for you. So, Julie, without any further delay, and remember, guys, please take notes because we're going to be giving you some specific must-do-now ideas on how you can go about finding the hidden inventory in your marketplace. You guys know we're in the day and, era, day and age and era of pocket listings. Well, we're here to tell you that pocket listings take up a lot more forms than you can possibly imagine, many of which, frankly, your competitors don't want you to know about. You're wondering how your competitors keep on getting these houses in contract for their buyers? Well, it's because they know some of the information we're about to give you, so make sure you take notes. Without any further delay, Ms. Julie. All right, perfect. So let's have a little be honest about these buyers and look at some common mistakes. Number one, 
realize it is not the buyer's job to find a property for themselves. That is why they're hiring you. That's why you make your commission. Remember, your product is profit, and that's the result of doing the job for them. So don't wait for the buyer to email you what they want, quote, when they're ready. That's recipe to create a very frustrated buyer who is in and out of the website seeing that everything seems to be in contract. This is the thing that drives them to do things like call listing agents directly, for example, which I know all of you guys hate unless you're the listing agent, right, which is what we're training you to do, of course. But in the meantime, you've got to get your buyers in contract. So are you looking daily for homes that meet the buyer's needs? Are you telling your buyers that you're actively looking for them? Because if not, they're probably looking to fire you soon. The longer you take to find them something, the more doubt they have about you. Make sense, Tim? It does, absolutely. All right, so second common mistake, you need to be the first one to see the new inventory. Monitor your hot sheet and be ready to pounce. Number three on our list of mistakes, recognize that not all homes that sell are sold through the MLS. And Tim, I know you've been reading stuff about this too. I've seen reports that as much as 30% of the sales right now are pocket listings in some regard, and we'll talk about different types of pocket listings. Well, let's so, even, let, me yeah. just, let, let me just build on that ever so slightly. Sure. Not only is what you just said absolutely true, but uh, guys, uh, in case you don't know it, there will be a, at least one, maybe two, new national MLS is coming out. Now, I love the idea of a national MLS because basically what it does is it essentially makes it so that agents, brokerages, you guys are controlling the national database of homes for sale, not the third-party, non-industry-related companies like Zillow, Trillia, and the rest of it. So there will be a new, uh, at least one new national website coming out very soon. And one of the little widgets that they're allowing the brokers to employ is pre-marketing. In other words, you can put a house for sale on this national MLS, from what I've read, that will allow an agent to attract their own buyer to their own listing before it's publicly available to a co-op. Okay, That's hmm. going to change the rules. So you guys got to be aware that, again, pocket listings, they're not going to go away. And matter of fact, there's going to be a more of an organized system to allow listing agents to double in their houses through pocket listings. That does invalidate, in a lot of ways, the idea of buyer agency. But it also reinforces the idea that you guys need to stop focusing on buying buyer leads and you start right. focusing on learning how to be a listing agent. Sorry, Julie. That's okay. And so ultimately the answer to solving your buyer woes is to be the listing agent. But meanwhile, your job is to actually sell a house to your real buyers. So it's critical that you understand buyers want to buy a home. They don't want to spend endless afternoons with you. Most buyers will fire their buyer's agent if you haven't sold them something after two weeks or as little as only seeing 10 homes. So the clock is ticking. How do you create your own inventory? So let's jump into this. Note to self, none of these ideas cost a dime. All of you should pick a minimum of three of these ideas and implement them now. It's, it's not the just do one thing and pray to the real estate gods at least three of these simultaneously. Okay, so let's just jump in here. Number one, new construction. This is one of my favorite sources of, quote, hidden inventory. It's almost never listed in the MLS. Find out what's being built by looking in your local weekend newspaper. That's where the builders, small and big, all advertise, and they even map it out for you. So start a file called New Construction, and actually know your inventory, know the price range, the area, what spec homes are available. Builder perks, you know, sometimes they have extra commission on certain properties, and of course, special financing. 
Become friends with new build reps. They can become a great source of resale referrals because remember, they don't want home sale contingencies, do they? Most of them are not licensed for resale, and even if they are, they're new build reps, so they probably are not handling those resales. So new construction, Tim, touches lots of different areas that are important to our students, our agents, and future coaching clients. You know, you've got to know the new construction for the reason of being a listing agent. I actually had a, a heated discussion with uh, one of my Southern California agents who claimed that there was new construction. And what I said to him was, the reason that your townhome isn't selling is because around the corner is a massive new development with builder financing that's killing your three-year-old new construction. So and you were, you touches were them in many ways. And you are basically mm -hmm. just taking an educated guess that the reason that his resale wasn't selling was because of yeah. construction, and then he did his own homework and validated what you said. Right. Well, for two question. or three weeks, he claimed that there wasn't any because he didn't see it in the MLS, so I sent him right. on a field trip. Right. Well, okay, so I have numerous coaching clients in lovely Austin, Texas, and um, mm -hmm. personal coaching clients where I coach them every week. And one of the conversations we had was very similar to that. And Julie and I, mm -hmm. uh, you know, we're relatively new to Austin, less than a year. But, you know, we drive around, pay attention. And we noticed there, especially in the last maybe six months, an enormous amount of new builder signs just yeah. coming, this development coming, that development coming. And then you start reading in the paper, 6,000 new homes planned, 15,000 new homes planned. And this is what we told all of our, this is what we told all of our, you know, we're telling all of you, I told all my personal coaching clients, and I'm, you know, hopefully you guys mm -hmm. are going to use this information. There is and is it all in the coming. MLS waiting for your little searches and drips to work out? No, Heck most no, of it's of not in the MLS. New construction, <laughs> new construction will kick resales, but no two yep. ways about it. It always has and always will. Unless you're in some sort of you know strange market, but for the most part, in most markets, in most price ranges, a new construction development is going to absolutely make your resale stuff look stale. You have to be expecting that to happen. In most markets, you're going to really start seeing that towards the end of the summer into next year. That's when the new developments are going to start releasing inventory. Nobody, for the most part, is going to buy an older home with windows that need replaced, with a roof that needs replaced, with a da-da-da-da-da-da-da, if they can buy a new house. That's how most home buyers, home consumers will think. You better be preparing your own real estate business for that. And by the way, that will create enormous opportunity for those of you guys who are being smart and pursuing expired listings because a lot of agents who don't listen to us, who aren't tuned into us, are going to be saying, why the heck hasn't my house sold? And why is it now expiring? And what the heck happened to this incredible seller's market? Oh, maybe it's because the new construction sucked the life out of the resale. All the sellers that are listing with agents now who are not pricing their houses for the upcoming market, Wayne Gretzky, right? Be where the puck is going to be, not where it is. I'm telling you where it's going to be, where it's going to be. It's focused on most markets on new construction towards the end of the summer into next year. You better be pricing your listings, especially over the next 60 to 90 days, in anticipation of the onslaught of new construction and preparing your sellers for the idea that, Mr. Seller, we have a small window here of 90 to 120 days before the real competition enters the marketplace mm -hmm. in the form of new construction. Be clear about that, guys. Yep. Well, and it's not just in the sense that it's brand new and you can decorate it and do what you want to do to it. We also have to realize that new construction, if you've got, for example, a resale at 250 it's actually competing with new construction almost at 350 because of the builder-subsidized financing. 
So we've got to be aware of all that and look at it from the listing agent's perspective. It affects your pricing. But from the buyer agent's perspective, look at it this way. You're not going to have to deal with inspection problems. You're not going to have multiple offers if you get somebody in contract on new construction, either on a spec home or a new build. This is all good for you. Okay. The fact that it's not in the MLS is your friend. You just have to know where it is and what all the deals are. So right. number two, centers of influence and past clients. Um, excuse me. This is your own shadow inventory. Communicate regularly with your own past clients and centers of influence so that you have your own pocket listings. These are your personal shadow inventory. Offer free CMAs for purposes of property tax assessment revisions and so that your clients and past clients actually know what their homes are worth, you probably have a, a past client whose home meets the criteria of a current buyer, but unless you're talking to them regularly, you're not going to necessarily know about that. This is how pocket listings get sold. Point number three, wanted ads for your well-qualified, highly motivated buyers run specific ads which describe their needs and target the exact neighborhoods they're looking for. We work with our private coaching clients on exactly how to word those. This can be door hangers, postcards, ads, letters, etc. And this has been proven specifically to work for finding homes that are not yet on the market. Again, in this case, you don't have to compete. You don't have to get outbid. Shall I continue, Tim? Or no, no, continue. Sorry, I had a student, I had a student uh, <laughs> okay. chat me and ask me, one of my coaching students was chatting me, uh -huh. asking me about the point you made two points ago, and I was just answering his oh. question. Sorry. Okay, yes, no worries. But let's, Julie, let's drill down on, these one, the, on the wanted ad, right? Because sure. that actually is something really important to talk about. Um, the wanted ad uh, works. It works incredibly it well. Work. The, the, so, again, what Julie just said, I want you guys to think about that. and Do yourself a favor and don't create fake buyers. But run an ad, yeah. essentially, yeah, create you know real buyers that you're and working with. Don't make with them other. overly generic that looks like some kind of investor thing that's going on. You know, right. I have a buyer for your property. You have to humanize your real buyers and don't just say, hey, I have buyers for stuff in this neighborhood. That sounds like you're making it up. You want to say young couple with two school-age kids looking for uh, you know, New Albany schools specifically up to 2,000 square feet can spend as much as 450. Needs to move next month, right? There that sounds real. Exactly. Don't be generic. Right, exactly. And then, so that would be buyer number one. Buyer number two. Let's say you have a relocating buyer from mm -hmm. it doesn't matter where. So relocating family of three, relocating from Arizona, looking for a home that's a one-level home, uh, four bedrooms, two and a half baths, three-car garage. You know, up to three fifty, whatever financing. it is. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Approved financing, whatever it is, flexible on closing. So you want to put some details in there, and so you want to have five or six different buyers and list what they're looking for, and then obviously have if your home is a match. If you think your home uh, is a match for this, please call my cell phone immediately. Uh, you know, and that type of ad, that type of marketing into a marketplace does get results. Now, you're going to get some listed properties, and you guys got to be careful that you're not crossing the sign. I'm going to say that again. When you get sellers who already have their houses listed with another agent calling you to let you know about their houses, if for some reason you hadn't shown it already to one of your buyers, you need to do the ethical thing and say, Mr. Seller, I'm sorry your house is listed. I'll go ahead and contact your listing agent so you guys aren't accused of uh, crossing the sign. Right. Now, is that technically crossing the sign because the seller called you directly? No. no. But it's close enough that you shouldn't be doing it. Make sense? 
So those types of ads work in all price ranges in all markets. Now, those of you who are more aggressive, you should keep thinking about a postcard. You should be mm-hmm. thinking about flyering a neighborhood with a flyer that basically lists the buyers that you're looking for. And then you need to show the buyers that you're looking for that you are doing that type of searching for them. That will make a huge impression, not just on those buyers to stay loyal to you, but guys, think about the impression that's going to leave on the prospective sellers in that, that actual community. I mean, your end result is you're going to not only sell a house to a buyer, hypothetically find inventory that's not currently listed, but the real goal in this idea is that you're going to find sellers that were thinking about selling, sellers that had recently expired, sellers that you know basically might be considering for sale by owner or for sale by owner yeah. currently, and they're going to see, oh, my God, this Julie Harris, she is on it. I mean, if, well, I'm going to you know what's my funny, house Tom? I mean, this is one of my favorite techniques because it looks like just a buyer tool for finding property for your right. buyers, which it is, okay? But really the hidden benefit is you get lots of listing leads out of this. And I don't know, I'm sure you remember this, but one of our most awesome transactions, I think, from a wanted ad you know, uh, remember the doctor that um, in New Albany, and he sold his house. He was getting divorced, so they had two buy sides, one sale side, and then he rebought his old house back a couple years later. It was like, I don't know, $3 million worth of business from a wanted card? Yeah, Julie, really, we're coming to the end of the radio show. Our producer is telling me i got to wrap, so that's what I'm going to yep. do. We Guys, can we're going to pick up. Right, we're going to pick up. We've got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 15 more points to share with you. We might make that into two days. Pay attention. Show up tomorrow. Take notes. If you need us for anything, guys, obviously you can call our office directly at 866-422-9497. But I really want all of you to do, especially those of you who are current coaching students or thinking about becoming coaching students, to go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com and request your free coaching call. In the meantime, we will see you on the radio tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.